0: Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 7th of October 2023. Today it's the turn of Team 4. This is Andrew and your other readers are Samida and Jean. Today we welcome Samada, who's joining us as one of our relief readers. The editor this week is Mary and our technician is Martin. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted, and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper all telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise the headlines this week are drugs behind bars vinyl shop's new branch and county draws up emergency financial plans these and other stories follow
1: this week in history october the 5th 1796 Spain declared war on Britain by signing the Treaty of San Ildefonso, aligning with revolutionary France. On this day last year, a statue of black British playwright Alfred Fagon was among the mem- memorials given Great Two listed status during Black History Month. October 6, 1820, Jenny Lind, soprano known as the Swedish Nightingale, was born in Stockholm. On this day last year, air pollution particles can reach babies in the womb, a new study suggested. October the 7th, 1959, Lunik Three took the first pictures of the far side of the moon. On this day last year, the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to jailed Belarus human rights activist Alas Bialatysky, the Russian group Memorial and the Ukrainian organization Center for Civil Liberties. October the 8th 1967 the first breathalyzer test in Britain was administered to a motorist in Somerset. On this day last year rail passengers experienced travel chaos as only around 20 percent of normal train services were running due to another strike by union members. October the 9th 1804 Hobart Tasmania was founded. On this day last year Max Verstappen won Japanese Grand Prix, taking the 2022 Formula One World Championship.
2: Hello, this is Jean. A vinyl record shop in Oxy has been such a success that the couple who own it have just opened another in Berkhamsted. Former primary teacher, Helen Phillips and Julian Smith, who ran a fireplace shop have followed their dream of a full-time career doing what they love best, music. Their Oxy shop has opened a new branch inside Berkhamstead's antique center, Home and Colonial. Helen says, Julian's collected records since he was very young and has amassed a vast collection over the years. Records were his passion years before they opened Second Scene Records in Oxy in 2011, and he's always Had his own collection which continues to grow the dynamic duo met as teenagers in watford julian has been in various bands over the years most recently as the drummer with the prog stroke psych group cranium pie which has not only released a few albums of their own but has also played at glastonbury the couple's music taste is varied and the shops contain many thousands of records spanning all eras but they mainly specialize in the 60s 70s and 80s as Helen says the classic years she said the most popular artists are as you'd expect Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd Rolling Stones the Beatles but 80s group like Depeche Mode and Duran Duran are more popular than they've ever been She believes vinyl is so popular because when it's produced properly and played on a decent system, it will sound better than any other format. She adds, lots of shops now sell new record players, amps and speakers across the price ranges. The pair advertise to buy stock, but most collections come into the shops through word of mouth because they offer such competitive prices for records in good condition. The outlet inside Home and Colonial is open seven days a week, and the Oxy Shop is open Wednesday to Saturday. So, do they have any plans for further expansion? Not currently, Helen smiles, but we're always interested in new ideas.
0: More than 2,000 Ukrainian refugees have come to Hertfordshire since March 2022 as part of the Homes for Ukraine scheme, according to a Council report. The scheme allows Ukrainians and their immediate family members to come to the UK when sponsored by a family or organisation. According to the report, since March 2022, Hertfordshire has welcomed 2,100 Ukrainian refugees into the county, who have been sponsored by more than 1,000 Hertfordshire hosts. More than half of the Ukrainians, says the report, have already left the scheme, moving on to private rented accommodation, returning to Ukraine or travelling to other countries there are currently fewer than 880 guests being supported by just under 400 hosts. According to the report, the Council's Homes for Ukraine team is continuing to support those who have travelled from Ukraine and to recruit new sponsors. And it says, this year, the Homes for Ukraine team have focused on supporting guests to find their own accommodation, with support from the Citizens Advice Bureau and our District and Borough Council colleagues. We're also supporting existing sponsors and recruiting new sponsors for guests who are moving on from their original hosts for various reasons. The report highlights government funding to supplement payments to hosts as well as additional winter payments to offset the increase in energy charges. It states, we'll continue to work hard with partners to support arrivals from countries such as Afghanistan and Ukraine to resettle in the UK.
1: Data shows children in care are increasingly likely to be sent to live outside Hertfordshire. According to the latest available figures, for the first three months of 2324, 24 just 62.3% of Hertfordshire's looked after children were living in the county. That's almost 6% lower than the same period in 2021 and 5% lower than the same period in 22-23. It means that at the end of June, almost two in every five Hertfordshire children who were in care were in placements elsewhere. The data is included in a performance report uh, report which was presented to the Council of Resources and Performance Cabinet Panel on October fifth. That report does highlight an increase in the number of in-house residential beds and the Council's aim to increase the number of foster carers. It reports that 27 additional residential beds have already been identified, with 18 complete and nine still in refurbishment.
2: A new electricity grid connection is being built in Hemel in order to help power a new data centre. JSM Group has been appointed to design and build the grid connection between Hillfield Lane in Elstree and Blossom Way in Hemel Hempstead. The work spans over 16.3 kilometres in both the carriageway and footpath. Upon completion, the work will facilitate the connection of a new data centre in Hemel-Hempstead via a new 132-33kV extra high voltage substation. Elstree 400kV substation is the nearest substation that has suitable load capacity to supply the demand for the works. Leap Utilities is the statutory undertaker for the cable installation works. This will be carried out in two phases. Phase one, which will be the cable duct installation and phase two, which will consist of the excavation of joint bays, cable installation and jointing, then reinstatement and site cleared. This involves the excavation and installation of ducts in various roads, with planning liaison between JSM Group and Harts County Council. A spokesperson for JSM said that due to the nature of the works and the impact on the local infrastructure, the route has been planned to minimise the disruption to traffic in the surrounding areas wherever possible. This has included avoiding main roads, working longer hours, working outside schools during the summer break and carrying out 24-hour working at the weekends in specific busy locations to help the impact and delay on traffic due to the working week traffic flow. JSM has installed advance warning signs and carried out letter drops of the streets prior to the works commencing. A JSM spokesperson said, Our in-house experts are working with key stakeholders, including Hertfordshire County Council, to ensure minimum disruption to the public. As the works progress, we will continue to hold frequent reviews with Hertfordshire County Highways and provide weekly updates to assess suitable changes as the project develops. A project-specific website is available to track weekly progress and planned work.
0: Police are appealing for witnesses and information following an attempted robbery in Hemel Hempstead. The incident occurred at around 9.10 pm on Monday the 18th of September and Marlowe's. It's reported that an 18-year-old man was standing near the bus stop when he was approached by another man who tried to grab his phone. The victim managed to keep hold of the phone before calling for help. Investigator Deborah Newsham from the local crime unit said, Our inquiries are continuing and we're appealing for anyone with information to please get in touch. CCTV footage shows several members of the public standing around the area at the time, including one who appears to speak with the suspect. I'm asking this person to come forward, please, so that we can work to establish the full circumstances around this incident. If you have any information which may assist our investigation, please email deborah.newsham that's N-E-W-S-H-A-M, at hearts.police.uk. You can also report information online speak to an operator in the force communications room via the forces online web chat or call the non-emergency number 101 quoting crime reference 41 stroke 75307 stroke 23 alternatively you can stay 100% anonymous by contacting the independent charity crime stoppers on 0800 555 111 Or via their untraceable online form at crimestoppers uk.org.
1: The New Hammel Hempstead Crematorium has been officially opened. The crematorium has been developed by the West House Crematorium Joint Committee, made up of representatives from Decorum, Hartsmere, Three Rivers, St Albans, and Watford Councils. The facility is a sister site to the award-winning West Hals Crematorium in Carston, which is also overseen by the Joint Committee, and has been built to provide additional capacity for the West Hertfordshire region. The chapel, which overlooks a tranquil reflection pond, can seat up to 140 people and sits within extensive grounds next to the Borough Council's Poppy Field Cemetery. The new site will allow for enhanced quality of service by offering longer service times, ensuring residents can say goodbye to their loved ones in a more personalised way. It will also provide a complimentary service to the Gaston site, increasing the choice available to residents and reducing waiting times in peak periods. The Joint Committee representatives marked the official opening on Monday, September the 18th when they were able to view the finished facility and tour the site. Deputy Mayor of Watford and West Crematorium, Joint Committee Member Councillor Agar Dixon said, The new Hemel Hempstead Crematorium stands as a testament to our collective vision and unwavering commitment to provide a special and respectful place where people can say goodbye to their loved ones. We are immensely proud of this new facility, which will serve the local area for generations to come and as a reflection of our compassion and unity. Hemel Hempstead Crematorium will operate on the same basis as its Garston counterpart, providing the same high-quality service with funerals running Monday to Saturday. More information is available at westheartscrem.org.
2: Police are appealing for witnesses following an incident at the weekend when two cars veered off the road at Junction 6A of the M1 near Hemel Hempstead. The incident happened around 6pm on Saturday, September the 23rd, with police quickly on the scene after earlier dealing with a crash at Junction 5. Beds, Cambridgeshire and Herts Road Policing Unit tweeted seconds after dealing with the crash at Junction 5. We're now at this unusual situation at junction 6A again no injuries reported thankfully a police spokesman said police were called at 5:43 p.m. on Saturday the 23rd of September to reports of a collision on the M1 near junction 6A Hemel Hempstead two vehicles were involved a silver Volkswagen Passat and a black Mercedes E220 and they both came off the road One passenger was taken to hospital to be checked over.
0: Inmates at a prison between Aylesbury and Hemel Hempstead use shampoo and the zombie drug Spice to get high while inside, a coroner's report has suggested. An inquest after the death of an inmate found drugs and alcohol are widely available at HMP The Mount in Bovingdon and there is a significant risk of future deaths. Assistant Coroner Jonathan Stevens has ordered Prison Governor John Gormley and Justice Secretary Alex Chalk, MP, to come up with an action plan for the prison. Mr. Stevens' direction follows the death of Christopher Tilbury, who died in his cell aged 29 between September the 23rd and September the 24th, 2019. Tilbury suffered respiratory depression hypoventilation after combining alcohol with synthetic cannabinoid drugs known as spice. The prisoner who was serving an eight-year sentence was on the well-being wing after he recognized and accepted drug and alcohol issues were linked with his offending. He was found with a mobile phone in his hand and drug paraphernalia nearby in his cell. The jury also recorded that despite Mr Tilbury's known drug and alcohol issues and residing on the prison's addiction-supported uh, well-being wing, drug pan- paraphernalia was found in his cell. Mandatory drug testing indicated nearly a third of prisoners were using illegal drugs. In his report, the coroner made reference to four more deaths at HMP The Mount since September 2019. Four years after the death of Mr Tilbury, drugs and alcohol are still widely available and continue to create a significant risk of future deaths, Mr Stevens concluded. HM Inspectorate of Prisons picked up a drugs problem at the Mount in May 2018, 16 months before Tilbury's death. Inspectors found levels of violence were comparatively high and most related to drugs and debt. Fewer than half of the required intelligence-led searches were completed and most suspicion drug tests were missed. Writing directly to Mr Gormley and Mr Chalk, Mr Stevens said, In my opinion, action should be taken to prevent future deaths and I believe that you and or your organisation have the power to take such action. You are under a duty to respond to this report within 56 days. Your response must contain the details of action taken or proposed to be taken setting out the timetable for action. HMP The Mount is a closed prison for adult males with around 1,000 inmates. A visit by HM Inspectorate of Prisons in February 2023 found the Mount teams had made no meaningful progress to reduce harm and the likelihood of offending since May 2018. A prison service spokesperson said, Our thoughts remain with the family and friends of Christopher Tilbury and we will carefully consider the coroner's findings. HMP The Mount is taking decisive action to combat drugs in the prison including reintroducing mandatory drug testing and ramping up searches. We've also invested £100 million into tougher security measures across the prison estate such as x-ray body scanners to find and stop more contraband entering jails.
1: Officers in Hemel Hempstead have secured a closure order on another address in the town following multiple calls about antisocial behaviour and drug use at the property. The order was granted by St Albans Magistrates Court on Tuesday, September 26th, and prohibits anyone other than the emergency services and utility companies in an emergency from entering the address in the flags for 12 weeks. Anyone who breaches this order could be arrested with further action taken against them. The decorum community safety unit CSU began to investigate the address after several calls were made to police regarding activity at the property which was having a negative impact on the local community. Despite warnings the behaviour continued. Officers subsequently worked with local residents and Decorumbara Council to compile an 81 page document that was presented to the court. It showed evidence of drug use and supply housing of wanted persons, noise including screaming, shouting and loud banging of doors at night, and vehicles arriving at all times of day and blocking the road. Sergeant Craig Butler from the Decorum CSU said, everyone has the right to live peacefully in their own home and we fully appreciate how upsetting it is when the selfish actions of others are preventing this from happening. This is the second closure order we've secured in the town in five weeks, and I hope it sends a message to those involved in antisocial behaviour and drug use that we will not hesitate to take this course of action wherever necessary. I hope it provides some much needed respite to all those who have been affected. Anyone with information about antisocial behaviour or drug activity in their neighbourhood is urged to please report the details to us so that we can take action to make your community safer. Your calls can make a real difference. Anyone with information can report it online. Use online web chat or call the non-emergency number 101. You can use the community voice platform Echo and tell police what you think.
2: Almost 400 pairs of slippers were handed out to residents by Harts County Council last year in a bid to reduce the number of trips and falls. A series of slipper swaps were held at libraries across the county, and the events targeted at residents at risk of falls are set to be highlighted in the Council's annual report for 2022-2023. to Old slippers can cause trips and falls, often leading to a costly stay in hospital and a loss of confidence. As well as giving out 395 pairs of slippers during the 2022 campaign, these annual slipper swap events have provided warm spaces over the winter to help residents manage the cost of living, and we are planning to hold more events this coming winter. According to the report, occupational therapists offered full prevention advice at the events. And bags from the the charity Small Acts of Kindness, including blankets, woolly socks and hats, copper soups and other items were also handed out. The annual report for the 2022 to 2023 is designed to demonstrate how the County Council is delivering against its priorities for a cleaner, greener, healthier Hertfordshire.
0: And now some information from His Majesty's Government. Most of us have had the legal right to choose where to have our first outpatient appointment for several years, but not many of us know about it. You don't have to go to the hospital closest to where you live. You can make a decision based on how far you are prepared to travel, how long you want to wait, whether the location is near family or friends, or how the treatment provider is rated by other patients and the health and care regulator. You can make an informed decision based on what matters most to you and your family. The right to choose covers a huge range of non-emergency conditions and includes both NHS hospitals and independent hospitals if they provide services to the NHS. Giving people choice about where to get their healthcare improves patient experience and has the added bonus of helping to make sure NHS resources and capacity are used as effectively as possible. During an appointment, GPs or other healthcare professionals can see information on the length of waiting lists and should share a minimum of five clinically-appropriate providers with patients as part of the decision-making process. For patients who need more time to make a decision, the Care website at myplannedcare.nhs.uk is helpful for waiting times and hospital rating information. They can then book by calling the referral service helpline or online.
1: You can choose to make health and care decisions based on the things important to you. This could be shorter waiting times, feedback from other patients or a hospital's Care Quality Commission rating, a location for your treatment based on where family and friends live, who may be able to support you during recovery. Find out more at nhs.uk forward slash
2: patient choice. Two bleed control kits have been donated for use in Berkhamstead, thanks to the generosity of the local inner wheel group. One will be at the Civic Centre and the other will be in Waitrose. In both cases, they will be located inside the existing defibrillator boxes. When emergency services are contacted, they will give the caller a code to access the box. Full instructions are supplied with the kit. The kits include trauma bandage, dressing, tourniquet, chest seal pads to minimise lung collapse, homostatic dressing, sterile gloves and scissors for cutting away clothing. Isabel Wilkinson, Secretary of berkhamsted Bullborn Inner Wheel said, When I first heard about these kits, I thought they should be available on every high street. We are happy to be the first organisation to fund these in our high street and would hope to see them all widely available, just as defibrillators are now. We are very grateful to Berkhamstead Town Council and Waitrose and Partners for agreeing to site these kits on their premises. The more they are known about, the more likely a life or serious injury may be helped. President of Inner Will, Wendy Delisle, said, Inner Will is delighted to donate these kits, and we sincerely hope that they never need to be used. But we need to make people aware that they do exist and their location, just in case the worst happens. It could save a life, and that's all that matters. For information about the Inner Wheel Club of Berkhamsted and Bourbon, contact Secretary Isabel Wilkinson on isabel Wilkinson at btinternet.com.
0: And now a comment from Blaise Tapp. There are times when life forces you to slow down, even if it is just a little bit, and take stock. I've been doing that a lot recently, bereavement tends to have that effect, and it's perfectly fine and normal even, as long as one doesn't become too maudlin. If I've learnt one thing this year, it's that memories, especially the happy ones, can sustain you through the toughest of times. Over the past two months or so I've rediscovered the joy of revisiting long forgotten memories through the medium of the old-fashioned photograph. In the digital age, where billions of images are stored away in social media galleries or uploaded onto any number of clouds, it's easy to forget about the genuine pleasure that you get from picking up a hard copy of a photograph that was taken decades ago. I've re-remembered distant holidays and obscure relatives who were captured forever long ago on a camera that would now belong in a museum. These days we can edit our pictures the second we take them, and even hacks like me really have to work hard to screw up a photo opportunity, given that smartphones today are, largely speaking, idiot-proof. Back then, however, the definition of instant was either a Polaroid, which very few people who weren't American had, or paying a couple of extra quid to get the same-day film development process. Flicking through mountains of individual photos and albums recently has served as a reminder of how much potluck was involved in taking a photograph in the 20th century. I've discovered scores of images where people are looking the wrong way, have their eyes shut, or are almost unidentifiable due to lighting issues. In many ways, this makes the picture more real, because many of them were taken blind, meaning that, more often than not, unless an image was especially awful, it went into the album and was destined to become a family memory. What's noticeable from looking at old albums is the lack of pouting, or, mercifully, selfies, which is something that makes them all the more brilliant.
1: In the days of film, subjects of photographs didn't have the ability to sanction which images could be kept or discarded. The first opportunity they had when the prints came back from boots or snappy snaps. I don't mind admitting that discovering pictures that I haven't seen since the days I sported a Chris Waddle-style mullet, yes, really, has led me to disappear down more than one rabbit hole during a time when I'm supposed to be focused on sorting through my late mum's personal effects. At this rate, I'll be doing it for the next 18 months because as soon as I stumble across yet another album or shoebox full of shiny prints, that's it. The bin bag is discarded and I'm back on the floor, transported back to events and occasions which I had forgotten about decades ago. Another thing that I've learned recently is the sheer amount of stuff that just one person can accrue over a lifetime. And while some of it can be rubbish, such as receipts from 15 years ago or a pile of those free CDs that used to be given away in Sunday supplements, much of it carries a sentimental value, making it very difficult to throw away, even if we are talking about an old comedy penny or silver leopard print china mug. I've already got more than enough of my own clutter without having to import any more into the home, but that hasn't stopped me from coming back with trinkets from not just my childhood, but my mum's as well. There seems to be a push for us to become more digital and to own less physical stuff, but that would deprive us of wonderful memories.
2: The community library in Kings Langley is preparing to open a dedicated outside space in its courtyard as part of its refurbishment plans as discussed with Hertfordshire Library Service. The space, which is enclosed by the library building, was originally available to the public when the library opened in the 1960s, but over the years it has been neglected. However, a team of volunteers has cleared the space and the creation of a sensory garden with seating areas for visitors to sit out is now complete. The area will have raised beds with fragrant planting, along with the existing flower beds and bushes. In time, organisers hope to introduce a solar-powered water feature and some wind chimes. Occasionally children's story times will be held in the garden, and the Library Reading Group has expressed an interest to use the area for its monthly meetings. The library's volunteers have been busy fundraising the £6,000 that the project is expected to cost for over a year, with proceeds coming from monthly book sales at the village market and from ticket sales for library talks and events. Caroline Brankin, chairman of King's Langley Community Library Volunteer Committee, said, We have been very fortunate to have received funds towards the project from Councillor Roberts, our Kings Langley County Councillor, from his Locality Fund, and also from the Kings Langley Carnival Committee in 2022, towards some furniture. The Parish Council has also supported us with some funding. A small team of garden volunteers will be responsible for its maintenance once the garden is up and running. The official unveiling of the garden space will be marked with a concert by Kings Langley Community Choir from 11 a.m. on Saturday, the 7th of October.
0: Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries What's On and Any More News.
1: News from the Macular Society Red light has been shown to improve declining eyesight, with one particular study showing promise for patients diagnosed with dry age related macular degeneration, AMD. Red light therapy was one of the many topics discussed at the Macular Disease Conference 2023, Hope for the Future. Professor Glenn Jeffrey from University College London's Institute of Ophthalmology gave an overview on what he described as the cell's battery system, mitochondria, and the ability of red light to recharge them as they age. Mitochondria are found more in the retina than anywhere else in the body, because our eyes use a lot of energy. Professor Jeffrey was involved in a year-long study to assess the potential for red light to slow the progression of dry AMD. Although the findings were inconclusive, because they were unable to assess patients for a long enough period of time, Two-year results were from a recent USA-based study showed that deep red light significantly reduced the rate of progression of intermediate AMD to late-stage dry AMD.
2: And talking about this light site 3 clinical trial, Professor Jeffrey said, very significantly, the patients that were selected had relatively early disease. And it has been shown with that team that the rate of... Geographic atrophy in the eye is reduced. It didn't stop the disease, which I think is a very important point. It didn't give people back what they'd lost, but it was reducing the rate at which cells were dying. And we know that red light can do that. There are a number of commercially available red light devices for patients in the UK. However, Professor Jeffrey has urged people to take caution before seeking them out. Many are making unreasonable claims. You do have to be careful, he said. Insisting people should avoid the red light devices which include the word laser. This, red light, doesn't solve AMD. Some devices might help to slow it, but we have to be very cautious and we have to keep our expectations relatively low, he warned. The benefits of red light treatment to boost mitochondria in general has been proven when used in the mornings, with exposure only needing to be for th- 3 minutes, 2 or 3 times a week.
0: Digital health company Oko Health is calling for more volunteers to help test a new app which could revolutionise eye care for people living with macular disease. Oco Health is designing the app to allow people to monitor their vision from the comfort of their own home, reducing the burden on hospital eye care services. Volunteers from the Macular Society have been involved in its development, testing its usability and accessibility. Sally von Hofsten, product owner at Oco, said the volunteers had been integral to the development of the app. She said every new or improved feature of the app is sense checked with our volunteers before implementation to ensure usability and accessibility. We also conduct feedback surveys and more in-depth interviews with our volunteers regularly to better understand the needs and frustrations of those living with a macular disease and to make sure that what we are building is right for them. The app allows patients to get insights into their condition in between clinic visits. In the app, patients can monitor their vision remotely through simple puzzle games, log their symptoms, track their treatments, and learn more about their condition.
1: Sally added, it's not about replacing existing care, but about providing patients with more control of their situation and to help them make more informed health decisions. The company is looking for more volunteers, this time with experience with data, to test the app and provide crucial feedback before it is launched. Volunteers will be asked to measure their vision in the OCO Health app three times a week, report on any barriers they are experiencing in the app and share thoughts on how it can be improved considering usability, accessibility or missing features. Potentially take part in focus groups, interviews or other activities which may help us better understand the needs of individuals living with a macular condition. If you have a macular condition and experience or an interest in working with data, contact support at occohealth.com for more information.
2: The obituaries in the cassette this week are... Roderick Miles Baker of Horton Gardens, Hemel Hempstead. Paul Goddard of Micklefield Road, aged 73. Jean Anne Hearn, knee heritage, aged 82. Norman Philip Scott of Sheet Lane, aged 90. May they all rest in
0: peace. A trustee notice this week for Jacqueline Phyllis Mary Josephine Kinsey, deceased. Any persons having a claim against or interest in the estate of the above named, late of Kilfinnan House, Grimsdyke Road, Berkhamstead, who died on the 20th of March 2023, are requested to send written particulars to Harrowell and Atkins solicitors of Boxwell House, 275 High Street, Berkhamsted. HP 4 one B W, by the fifth of December, twenty
1: twenty-three. What's on at the cinema in Hemel Hempstead this week? Horror season: Hellraiser, nineteen eighty-seven, a horror movie. Blackberry, a comedy drama. Golda, a comedy drama. The Exorcist: Believer, a horror movie. The Great Escaper, a drama. Saw X a horror movie. The Old Oak, a drama. The Creator, a drama. Dumb Money, a comedy drama. Expendables, an action movie. A Haunting in Venice, a drama. The Nun, the Second, a horror movie. The Equalizer 3, an action film. Barbie 2023, a comedy. And Oppenheimer, a drama. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
2: And what's on locally in the coming week? Doug Allen, it's a wrap at the Auburn Arena, St. Albans on October the 10th. The award-winning natural history photographer, documentary maker, diver, author and public speaker looks back over his successes and setbacks during 35 years of natural history filmmaking visit dougallen.com to book and at the theater there's a monster in your show at watford palace theater on october the 12th and 13th he found stardom in mcfly and now tom fletcher's interactive adventures for big imaginations are leaping from page to stage as the Who's In Your Book series makes its debut as a new musical show. A high-energy, 50-minute adventure featuring lively original music, the show promises plenty of playful fun and special moments to enjoy together. Fletcher, who as McFly's lead singer, had hits with the likes of Five Colours in Her Hair and Obviously, said, Theatre is such an important way to introduce children to the arts and there's a monster in your show is the perfect first theatre trip for preschoolers and their families visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk to book
0: other events at the old town hall hemel Hempstead include theatre conception mary shelley on Wednesday the t- 11th of October at 8pm Haunted on Friday the 20th of October at 8 p.m. and Casting the Runes on Friday the 27th of October at 8 p.m. In comedy there's Rachel Fairburn Showgirl on Saturday the 21st of October at 8 p.m. And music, Patti Boulay, Billie Holiday and Me, Saturday the 14th of October at 8 p.m. To book, visit oth box office. That's all one word at decorum.gov.uk, or telephone two two eight zero nine one.
1: At the Watford Palace Theatre on Tuesday the seventeenth of October at seven thirty p.m. Now in their twenty-first year, Casa Panchos Ballet Black is excited to present award-winning choreographers Will Tuckett and in November in a double bill of new and original work in Ballet Black Pioneers. Will Tuckett's Then or Now, originally created in 2020, blends classical ballet, music and the poetry of Adrian Rich to ask the question, in times like these, where do we belong? The second piece on the bill is devised by award-winning choreographer in November, Nina by Whatever Means. Is inspired by the artistry and activism of Nina Simone. November weaves a skillful picture of Simone's turbulent and influential life to take us on an emotional and empowering journey. Tickets from £18.50, its suitability seven years and above to book or 1923 225 671 or sales at Watford Palace Theatre, all one word, .co.uk.
2: Also at Watford Palace Theatre, live in concert, Lee Mead, The Best of Me. Thursday the 19th of October 2023 at 7.30pm. Tickets from £27.50. Lee Mead, star of television and award-winning West End leading man, embarks on his brand new UK tour. Lee shot to fame in 2007 on the BBC reality TV show Any Dream Will Do, beating 10,000 other hopefuls to be crowned as Joseph in Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Lee has since starred in a wide range of stage stage productions, including Wicked, Legally Blonde, Chicago, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and most recently We Will Rock You at the London Coliseum this summer. He has also released several successful albums that showcase his powerful vocals and impressive range. To book 01923 225 671, or sales at Theatre.co.uk.
0: As part of the ongoing celebrations for the 800th anniversary of St Mary's Church, Ivinghoe, there'll be an exhibition of arts and crafts in the church from the 8th to the 10th of October. Many local artists will be exhibiting their work, which will feature the church and the surrounding local area. The church will be open on Friday the 8th of October for the preview evening by invitation only from 7pm to 8.30pm, on Saturday the 9th of October from 10.30am to 4.30pm, and on Sunday the 10th of October from 10.30am to 1pm. Refreshments will be served over the weekend and music will be performed by local musicians. Most of the work on display will be for sale. Proceeds will be split between the artists themselves and the restoration of St. Mary's Church. If anyone would like further information, please contact either Barbara Cummings on 01296 668 621 or Anne Bryan on 01525 753 093
1: Winter talks Berkhamsted Local History and Museum Society meetings take place at 8 p.m. in the Welcome Great Hall Town Hall Berkhamsted from September to March Visitors are always welcome at 3 pounds at the door The next meeting is on Wednesday 11th of October the subject is Arts and Crafts Gardens and Movement A movement which flourished in Britain, Europe and America between 1880 and 1920 was led by William Morris, who lived from 1834 until 1896 in the UK. Hertfordshire has a wealth of houses, gardens, furniture, as well as two garden cities built on arts and crafts principles, Letchworth and Welland Garden City. The speaker is Kate Howard the Conservation Coordinator of the Hertfordshire Garden Trust.
2: And Market Reminders. Hemel Hempstead Market in the Marlowe's pedestrian area every Thursday and Saturday from 8am to 4pm. Berkhamstead Farmers Market, High Street Berkhamstead from 10am to 2pm on the third Sunday of every month. Also a regular Wednesday and Saturday market along the High Street. Tring Farmers Market has moved back to the High Street at Church Square where it offers a more accessible opportunity to support local producers and food retailers. It is held every second and fourth Saturday of the month. The regular market is on Friday. Look out for the special Apple Fair Market on Brook Street on 14th of October.
0: Looking for Halloween themed fun for the kids? Don't miss these two spooktacular events at the Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, on Sunday the 29th of October. First, in the Dead of Night, join Lily in the musical adventure in the Dead of the Night as we help her conquer the monsters who live under the bed. The duration is 55 minutes and age guidance is 3+. plus. Price is £10 for a full ticket. £8 for under-18s or those with a decorum card and £32 for a family ticket. And secondly, there's Creepy Crawly Encounters. For the bravest among you, get hands-on with our collection of creepy crawlies in the Creepy Crawly Encounters. The duration is 20 minutes, age guidance is 4+, and the price is £5 or £3.50 if you have a decorum card. To book, visit OTH Box Office, or one word, at decorum.gov.uk or telephone 228091.
1: The Tring Book Festival, organised by the team at our bookshop on the High Street, will run from Friday the 3rd to Sunday the 12th of November and will once again feature an extraordinary array of top writers. The Poet Laureate Simon Armitage, leads the lineup representing the spoken word. Joining him is the BAFTA-nominated, award-winning writer and broadcaster Lem Sisay, as well as poet, performer and broadcaster Roger McGough, who has been called the patron saint of poetry and the godfather of modern poetry. Non fiction is well represented with scientist Adam Rutherford, sportsman Martin Bayfield, and Mike Brerley, as well as TV's repair shop leather expert Susie Fletcher. The lineup of fiction authors include John Bowen, author of Boy in the Striped Pajamas and The Heart's Invisible Furies, Nina Stibb, author of Love Nina and Reasons to Be Cheerful plus writer and star of the fast show Charlie Hickson now known for his Young Bond series and most recently his first adult James Bond book, On His Majesty's Secret Service. Also visiting Tring is strictly Judge and the Queen of Latin Shirley Palace with her gripping and sexy debut cosy crime novel. The final lineup will be announced at the start of September with tickets on general sale shortly afterwards. Pick up your event guide from our bookshop and visit drinkbookfestival.co.uk for updates.
2: Now for some County Council news. Hertfordshire's County Council has drawn up emergency plans to balance the books. As forecasts suggest, it is set to overspend by more than £16 million. The County Council, whose services include social care and education, waste disposal and highways, trading standards and the fire service has set an operational budget of just over £1 billion for 2023 to 2024. But with a forecast overspend of £16.4 million, the council is now set to freeze recruitment for all but essential roles. All departments have been asked to identify possible underspends and up to £10 million of the Council's contingency funding has been earmarked to balance the books, should it be required. Outlining the financial position, Conservative leader of the County Council, Councillor Richard Roberts, points to increased demand for services against a backdrop of continued high inflation and high costs. We have not faced a situation like this, And that's why we have to act now he said we don't have the luxury of waiting we have to act now to make sure our finances are in good order so we can plan the budget for next year carefully with consideration and compassion for residents although the County Council has earmarked up to 10 million pounds from contingency budgets that could be used to plug the gap Councillor Roberts stresses this will only be used if absolutely necessary. Nevertheless, despite the race to find efficiencies and the partial freeze on recruitment, Councillor Roberts suggests residents will notice very little difference indeed. Last year we asked our residents for an additional 5% in council tax and government gave us a reasonable settlement for adult care services, said Councillor Roberts but we are finding this year that additional demand requires even more financially and we have written to the Government particularly around the need in children's services. The Resources and Performance Cabinet Panel will consider the Budget Update at a meeting on Thursday the 5th of October.
0: Hemel Hempstead Town will face National League side Woking in the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup. After progress last weekend, the Tudors won 2-0 at Galston to secure their passage through. Montel McKenzie netting just after half time, and then Tyrrell Newton adding a second. It sets up the tie with Woking on Saturday, October the 30th, from which victory would present the chance to take on football league opposition in the first round proper. Before that, Hemel go to Tunbridge Angels in the National League South on Saturday, who sit just above the relegation zone in the early standings. Berkhamstead put up a good performance, but a single second half goal was enough to knock them out of the Emirates FA Cup at AFC Totten on Saturday. Defences were on top throughout the first half, and neither goalkeeper had a real save to make. Connor Toomey put over a corner. And Sam McClelland headed it just off target, while Jamie Head kept out a 25-yard drive from Adam Maloney as the interval approached. Scott Rendell, the ex-Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers striker, was a thorn in Burko's side when the two clubs met twice last season. The divisional Golden Boot winner got the decisive goal. He started the move with a thoughtful header to release Taylor on the left, and then he raced into the middle to fire home Taylor's cross in the seventy-first minute, Burko forced a series of three consecutive corners in added time, but were unable to get the equaliser.
1: Further sports news follows. Hemmelstorm secured their place in the Kit King Trophy semi-finals after a thrilling battle with Milton Keynes Breakers. It was a repeat fixture of last year's National Cup semi-final as Storm hosted the Breakers in front of a sold out crowd. Storm were looking to protect their reign as champions whereas Breakers looked to cause an upset to last year's quadruple winners. It proved to be a thrilling game with both teams competing until the final buzzer. Storm managed to come out on top winning 94-91. Top scorers, Braden Inget, 20 points, Hakim Siyala, 17 Jack Burnell, Taze Allen, 14 Player of the game, Hakim Siyala, 17 points 15 Rebs Storm now have two away weekends but return to the Storm Dome on Saturday the 21st of October when they welcome Worthing Thunder.
2: We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 7.13 and 1827 don't forget for those with access to the internet our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on thursday evening this can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. remember information on local amenities and services follow after the final music of this recording of the news on the memory stick when you have finished listening, please remove your memory stick carefully from the player, and return it to us securely in the pouch provided. Turn the address label over and post it back to us at the 80 Field Community Centre, the Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW, using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. It's goodbye from all your readers. The editor and Martin, your technician for this week.